What if I could share with you the worst day of my professional life without fear of judgment or ridicule and without loss of respect? Could we learn together from my experience? Case Matters, a podcast series created for Australian dental practitioners, intends to do just that. To create a shared experience where all points of view are explored to help empower safer practice. Hello, my name's Dr. Annaline Weston, dental legal consultant at Dental Protection, and I'm going to guide you through today's case entitled, Not Worth the Paper It's Written On. This matter relates to the use of a consent form in complex care, in this case, root canal treatment. While this in itself is not an unusual occurrence, I think the course of this particular matter may surprise. As ever, there were some conflicting views and opinions in this matter, but which view is correct? All of them, or just some of them, and is there such a thing as the right point of view at all? Or could it perhaps be everyone's a little bit right and a little bit wrong? We'll hear from the people involved and also look at the final outcome to see what lessons can be learned. Miss Hedges broke her heavily restored lower premolar tooth eating her breakfast muesli and called her regular dental practice to schedule an appointment as not only was the tooth sharp on her tongue but it was also painful to touch. She spoke to Natalie, the practice manager. Unfortunately, Dr Reedy, our principal dentist and Miss Hedges' regular dentist, was unable to come in today as he and his family are isolating after being deemed a close contact. Luckily, our recent graduate, Dr Heather, still had her emergency spot and I offered that appointment to Ms Hedges. I could tell she wasn't very happy, but, but these are difficult and fluid times and so we all have to be a little adaptable, don't you think? Difficult and fluid times, indeed. Dr Heather had graduated just over two years previously and under Dr Reddy's mentorship, she'd solidified her skill set. She looked very young and she found this to be problematic with some patients who mistook her for a trainee. If truth be told, Dr Heather found comments about her age to be very demeaning. She cultivated what she thought to be a highly professional demeanour in an attempt to stave off well-meaning commentary about her appearance from some patients. It's been a really tough week with Dr Reddy away and I'm so glad it's Friday. But at the same time, it's been great to spread my wings and fly solo too. Such a good learning experience for me. And I can really get the sense of how private practice could be for me, especially in the future with my own practice. Based on this week, I almost feel that I'm ready to start looking for surgery of my own. I'm happy to see any of Dr. Reddy's patients. Of course I am. But I could tell from the start, from the look on her face in the waiting room, that Miss Hedges had judged me on my appearance. If I'm honest, it got my back up a bit. Do you think perhaps Dr. Heather is so sensitised she's reading too much into the situation? Let's ask Miss Hedges. I nearly fell over when I was at the front desk and Natalie pointed out the dentist to me as the person saying goodbye to a previous patient in the waiting room. I thought she was one of the junior nurses. She doesn't even look 20. I mean, I know it's a sign of ageing when your doctor and bank manager are younger than you. Not that we even have bank manager at my local branch anymore, as it's all this self-service mumbo-jumbo. But really, if I wasn't in pain, I would just wait for Dr. Reddy. Regretfully, the first impression and opportunity to develop rapport have been lost. A smile across the waiting room may have achieved so much. Perhaps, though, the situation is salvageable. I went to get Miss Hedges from reception and let her get herself comfortable. We updated the medical history and then moved on to her toothache. Tooth number three, four is unfavorably fractured and is sore to the touch. 
although the pulp has receded significantly, so all I can see is a sclerosed chamber. I took a PA, which confirmed the sclerosis, although I do think the canal is likely still patent, and talked Miss Hedges through her options, which included do nothing, wait for Dr. Reddy to get back, start a root filling with me today, which either I or Dr. Reddy could continue, or extract the tooth. Miss Hedges wanted to start the root filling today, as she was worried about leaving it for too long. I made sure I went through the consent form for root canal treatments with her step by step because I don't want any trouble from this patient. Perhaps we're back on track. What a snooty little madam. Canal might not be patent, chemo-mechanical instrumentation and a whole lot of other nonsense intended to make herself seem clever and so far above me. Well, I'm not a stupid person, so she can't rattle me with her big words. I'd sign her form, but before I do... I do want to ask her how many of these she has done and whether she is competent to do this. I nearly screamed when she asked me that. I'm so sick of it. I'd never attempt something I wasn't confident in, unless it was part of my mentoring with Dr. Reddy, and he was right there to step in if needed. It's a 3-4, single canal. Okay, a bit sclerosed, but nothing outside my scope. And when I had composed myself enough to dignify her question with an answer, I told her just that. This is a critical point in the appointment. There is clearly no rapport at all between the two of them. Could Dr Heather dismiss Miss Hedges and refuse to treat her, do you think? Even though she has a problem? What about just giving her a prescription to tide her over in Dr Reddy's absence? Is that accepted practice? It's hard, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you know this patient's not going to be happy if something goes wrong. So you don't think Dr Heather should proceed. But on the other, you know Dr. Heather has a duty of care to get this patient out of pain. And turning her away based on a feeling, however well-founded it may be, does not fulfil that duty. What do you think Dr. Heather did? And what would you have done in her shoes? And what do you think is going to happen next? Dr. Heather formed the view she had consent from Miss Hedges to extirpate the tooth, both verbally and in a signed consent form. So she proceeded with the treatment. Regretfully, she had difficulties navigating the canal and, as many of you are anticipating, a file fractured. Oh no, I can't believe this has happened. And on this patient, she's going to blame me and say it's because I was too young and inexperienced. I don't know what to do. I wish Dr Reddy was here. He'd know what to do. He'd help me. What a mess. We can all appreciate how Dr Heather feels and why she feels this way. And I'm sorry to advise that regretfully, her anxiety hijacked her and controlled her next decision. Dr. Heather chose to seal the tooth up, telling Miss Hedges the root filling would be continued by Dr. Reddy, her regular dentist, and nothing more. She disposed of the fractured file in the sharps container, along with the other files. She charged Miss Hedges for a consult, an x-ray and an extirpation and Miss Hedges was scheduled for Monday with Dr Reddy. Dr Heather continued her day, albeit distracted, and went home after her last patient. She told no one what had happened. Dr Heather's conscience, however, was not clear. She knew an adverse outcome had occurred under her treatment and deeply regretted not taking an x-ray to assess the situation and then telling Miss Hedges and dealing with the consequences. While she knew the endpoint that Dr. Reddy would review the tooth and make the decision whether the fractured file could be retrieved by him or required referral, and that he would help, he would also help with the messaging for Miss Hedges. 
And further, she knew she had an appropriate consent in place for the procedure and had outlined this very outcome. But Dr. Heather also knew that she had withheld an adverse outcome from a patient. She knew this was wrong and she knew she had let herself down, Miss Hedges down and Dr. Reddy down as well. Again, she reconciled with herself the outcome would be no different and that she had provided the treatment with consent in place and she provided the treatment appropriately and to the best of her ability. Over and over, Dr. Heather played this in her head. She did not sleep until the sun began to rise that day. Awakening to her alarm with a severe headache, Dr. Heather sensibly called Natalie to counsel her Saturday patients. Unfortunately, and perhaps predictably in the context of this case, Miss Hedges called in the morning as she too had not had a good night's sleep. I was all right while I was numb, but once the numbing wore off, the pain came straight back. I mean, it was a bit better, but this is not what I expected from the conversations I'd had with Dr. Heather. She was just so confident that she could do the treatment. I'll have to call up and get another appointment today. I'm so cross. I really didn't need this. Miss Hedges rang up to say she was still in pain. We had no spots, especially as Dr. Heather had called in sick, so I had to tell her she couldn't be seen today. She was not happy, let me tell you. I did try to tell her that dental pain isn't like a light switch and it can take some time to go away. But she didn't want to hear it. Not for me, and she slammed the phone down. I know she's in pain, but... You would think that the fact that we'd got her in straight away yesterday and we've always been so accommodating to her with, would make a difference. Dr. Reedy always fits her in and discounts her bill too and he saw her brother for free when he lost his job. I feel sometimes like all the goodwill we build with our patients goes out the window the second they don't get what they want. Do you agree with Natalie? Do you feel that sometimes it's the patients we do the most for who causes the heartache? Concurrently to this interaction, Dr. Heather's conscience and guilt were threatening to overwhelm her. She called Dental Protection to talk through what she had done, and I'll ask Kieran, the dental legal consultant she spoke with, to outline their call. Dr. Heather was tearful and upset when we spoke, and very remorseful. She threw herself on her sword for not telling the patient about the fractured file at the time. She knew she had done the wrong thing and was sickened by it. We take a number of these distressed calls from members, and to be blunt, while Dr. Heather had made a very poor choice, which she had, now was not the time to focus on that aspect of the matter. She needed support and she needed solutions. After talking through her possible next steps, we agreed that she would be best to speak to Dr. Reddy first thing on Monday morning to tell him what had happened, and then be there during the appointment so she could explain and apologise. While this is an imperfect solution and Miss Hedges does need to be made live to the issue, I really didn't think that a tearful weekend phone call from Dr. Heather admitting that she had withheld information about a fractured file was in anyone's best interests at this time, particularly as the patient's appointment was in less than 48 hours. I explained to Dr. Heather that Miss Hedges would likely need to see a specialist and that it may be appropriate to offer to cover the costs of her treatment as while the consent form did outline the possibility of a fractured file, my assessment of the preoperative PA enabled me to see that the canal separated it into two part way down the tooth with two apices. As many of you will be aware, this is not uncommon in mandibular first premolars, 
and something that Dr. Heather had overlooked in her desire to prove she could do the treatment. So while we have a consent form in play, evidencing valid consent and knowledge of the risks and warnings, including a fractured file, we also need to balance that against the missed diagnosis of the bifurcated canal and the lack of open disclosure. Plus, let us remember, in the absence of a post-operative x-ray, we don't actually know how much damage there is to the tooth and if, in fact, the fractured file is contained within the canal at all. I also gave Dr. Heather the number for the confidential counselling service as she was acutely distressed. Monday morning was quickly upon us and with a heavy heart, Dr. Heather prepared to speak to Dr. Reddy. I'm dreading this conversation. I know he's going to be so disappointed with me. I've been really worried all weekend. What am I going to do? Am I going to lose my job and that Miss Hedges is going to sue me or make a complaint about me to APRA and they're going to take my registration away because I wasn't honest and I have to face up to it all now. I don't even know what happened on the day. I was on autopilot. I was just so frightened. I don't know. It's no excuse. I best go and talk to Dr. Reddy so we can sort this mess out and get Miss Hedges back on track. Dr. Reddy was an experienced practitioner who took great pleasure in mentoring recent graduates. He listened carefully to Dr. Heather and he had this to say. Dr. Heather has always been my shining star. You know, she's smart with a, a good head on her shoulders, usually, and her work is neat and tidy. I must confess, though, I was horrified when she told me what had happened. Not because she fractured a file, we all know that can happen, in the very best of hands. But this conscious decision to not disclose this complication, that's not right. And it's not what I'd expect from any professional. Miss Hedges is coming in in half an hour, so we talked through how to manage this. We are going to start with an x-ray and explain what has happened and how to resolve it. Dr. Heather told me her indemnifier said to refer Miss Hedges for completion of treatment and cover the costs. That's sensible advice, but they don't need to pay for it. It's something that I personally would prefer to organise and fund from the practice. It's our error after all, so I don't think it needs to be paid for by insurance. Let's get Miss Hedges sorted as our priority, and then perhaps I'll have my next mentoring session with Dr. Heather off-site, away from the clinic, so we can talk about what was going on in her head when she made this terrible decision. So is it going to be a case of all's well that ends well? Alas, a concurrent conversation was going on at reception between Natalie and Miss Hedges. So I told Natalie when I arrived that I'm not happy at all. I went to see another dentist on Saturday after she refused to see me, and he said there was a problem with my tooth and he had to address it. I said to her, if I had had a grown-up dentist rather than that child doctor, this would never have happened. She had the audacity to tell me that all complications were covered on the consent form and waved it under my nose like a flag. Consent form, I'll give you consent form. It's not worth the paper it's written on when the person who did the treatment is incompetent and unqualified. I'm seething. Just wait until I get to see Dr. Reddy. That was unexpected. I tried to explain that things go wrong sometimes in root canal treatment, and that's why we have the consent form, and I pulled it out for her to have a look at again to help answer her questions, as I hadn't had a chance to scan her yet, so it was still at hand, and Miss Hedges went off like a rocket. I better pre-warn Dr. Reddy that she's coming in hot. 
<sighs> it seems like a difficult conversation has just become significantly harder. While it's not ideal to try to have a conversation when the parties are emotionally charged, in this case, Dr. Heather distraught and Miss Hedge is angry. Dr. Reddy recognised that this would be his only real opportunity to resolve the matter without it potentially escalating. Miss Hedges came in clearly angry. And so I started by asking her if she would like to take a seat, which she did. I ensured that I sat next to her, so I was not standing over her. As we know, this is not the way to de-escalate an angry patient. I apologised for my absence last week, and I asked her to tell me what had happened to her since we last spoke. Initially, she did not want Dr Heather in the room. However, I calmly but firmly advised her that as the treating practitioner, it was important that Dr Heather be present, so she too could understand the sequence of events. Then I sat and I listened. Well, if he wants her there, then she can hear all about how terrible my weekend has been. This is awful. I feel like I'm going to be sick. She's so angry with me. I let Miss Hedges talk, although I did not agree with everything that she said. And I did not interrupt her or correct her. Once she had finished, I summarised what she had told me. To check, you know, that I fully understood what she said and that I'd not missed anything. However, one confusing issue was exactly what the Saturday dentist had said, so I asked her a few questions around that. Well, I can't remember exactly what he said now, but he definitely implied that this trainee dentist had made a mistake and there was a big problem with my tooth he had to address. I reassured Miss Hedges that Dr Heather was not a trainee and I asked her permission to take an x-ray, which she gave me. The PA revealed a small access cavity and a dressed tooth, but to my surprise, no fractured file. This certainly surprised me more than a little, as I thought we were going to have a far more difficult conversation with Miss Hedges than we would now. I explained to her the complexity of the internal anatomy of the tooth, and we agreed that due to this, it would be best managed by me from now on. I asked her if she was okay to defer the treatment and we will seek the records from the dentist she saw. So as to understand what had happened. To my surprise, she pulled a copy of the records, an x-ray from her bag, then and there. I scrutinised these. There was no reference anywhere to a fractured file in the canal, just an innocuous comment about the tooth needing to be redressed as the symptoms hadn't resolved. So, dealing with the matter at hand, Miss Hedges agreed to the treatment today. I gave Dr. Heather the opportunity to speak before she left the room to continue on with her day. I was really surprised about the records and the x-ray. I don't seem to have done anything wrong at all. All that worry for nothing. The tooth was just still sore after the LA wore off. Nothing to do with the fractured file. But I did do something wrong, didn't I? I had a poor interaction with a patient and I let it impact on my honesty and my integrity. I apologise to Miss Hedges for not being there on Saturday and for not explaining clearly that she could have post-operative pain after the initial extirpation. I relied on the consent form to explain that and I acknowledge that perhaps a broader conversation with her at the end of the appointment 
about what to expect would have been helpful. I wished her all the best and left, a bit stunned to be honest. It was nice of her to apologise. She does seem like a nice girl. She just needs to sort out her attitude and not be so wedded to those bits of paper. And I said to Dr Reddy, I told him, Dr Reddy, you can't rely on that form. It's not worth the paper it's written on because people don't really read it. It's the explanations the dentists say that counts. Dr Reddy proceeded to chemo-mechanically prepare two, three, four uneventfully and ultimately the treatment was successfully completed without Miss Hedges ever feeling the need to lodge a formal complaint. But what about the fractured file tip? Perhaps Jenny, the DA, can shed some light on this. I saw the file tip on the rubber dam when Dr Heather pulled out the file, so I just suctioned it up. I didn't mention it because I assumed when she didn't raise it with me that she had realised. Had Dr Heather been honest on the day, then Jenny could have spoken up and some anxiety could have immediately been averted. Let's hear from Drs Reddy and Heather. I was deeply disappointed with Heather's knee-jerk reaction to not disclose the fractured file to Miss Hedges. I felt she was trying to cover it up. As it happened, well, it was a non-event, as the fractured portion had gone up the suction. But I made sure that Heather understood that withholding any information of this nature to a patient is, frankly, unacceptable. I think, you know, I've expected a little too much from her. And while she rose to the challenge of managing it in my absence beautifully, this event shows us that she still has a lot to learn. In all fairness, though, I think that the stress of the day and the interaction led to her poor judgment call, and I do not believe she will make such a poor decision in the future. We also need to talk about her reliance on the consent form for the conversation of consent. You know, she is touchy, I know she's touchy about looking young, and that some of the patients have questioned her about this. But doubling down and being a bit of a know-it-all is not the tack to take. I do respect the fact, though, that she sought advice from her indemnifier and that she came clean about what had happened. And I truly hope that she will use this situation to reflect and grow as a practitioner. This has been the most stressful and humiliating time of my life. I can see all the ways that I messed up and really I got a bit big for my boots, I think. It was inevitable that patients were going to ask questions about my experience. And after all, two years out is not exactly a lot of experience. Dr. Reddy was lovely. Having to tell him that I'd been so stupid was the worst. He was very fair and measured and supportive, but he still let me know that I had done wrong. I'm so lucky to have such a good mentor. The advisor at Dental Protection was really helpful too. They put me on some of uh, their communication courses as I really let myself down there and also some courses on obtaining valid consent. I was hiding behind my consent form. There is no doubt, but I know this isn't the key issue here. The key issue is when I did the wrong thing, I was too frightened of the consequences to step up and own up. I hid behind Dr. Reddy and it's really down to him that this matter is resolved. He demonstrated to me that I'm not as ready to go out on my own as I'd thought. I've got a lot to learn. So a soft landing for everyone, but it could so easily have been different. I'll ask Kieran, the dental legal consultant on this matter, to talk through what could have been and why. Had that fractured file been within the canal when Miss Hedges was seen by the other dentist, things would have gone very differently for Dr Heather. 
as she would have had to acknowledge that she had known the file had fractured and had withheld this important fact from Ms. Hedges. Ms. Hedges' initial distrust would have been validated. The consequences of not being transparent with your patient can be very severe and can lead to more serious conditions on your registration than the treatment incident that often precipitates the patient complaint. In this instance, not only had Dr. Heather neglected to tell Ms. Hedges, but her clinical records, a legal document, were also silent on the issue. This would give the perception to a critical third party that she had never intended on acknowledging this error. A third party could also form the view that she did also not intend to talk with Dr. Reddy and that he could therefore have commenced treatment blissfully unaware and possibly compounded the incident by fracturing a second file in the canal. This perceived dishonesty could have had a significant impact on Dr. Heather's registration as she could have been considered to not be what the regulators term a fit and proper person to practice. Naturally, we would have assisted Dr. Heather in putting across her position that she had a stress-related lapse of judgment on the day and that she had arranged to meet with Dr. Reddy before the start of the clinical day to address this. We would also have sought a supportive statement from Dr. Reddy in this regard. But still, it's important to recognise that this matter could have gone very differently for Dr. Heather. While the consent form clearly listed fractured file as a potential complication of this procedure, no consent form waives your liability for a poor diagnosis or poor treatment. In this case, Dr. Heather's diagnosis was not sound as while she recognised the sclerosis of the canal, she failed to diagnose the complex pulpal anatomy. Consent forms are an important element of practice, but they are not consent. Consent is a conversation between the patient and the practitioner where the practitioner outlines the nature and purpose of the intended treatment, including any potential risks or complications, the costs of the treatment, including any flow-on costs from complications, need also to be explained, as do any alternatives to the planned treatment and their risks and complications too. Consent is a difficult conversation, and while it can be supported by a form, it cannot be replaced by one. Of note, Dr. Reddy's approach to managing a difficult patient interaction is to be applauded. This type of measured active listening is an approach we wholeheartedly support, and in fact, also one we teach through our workshops. Thank you, Kieran, for setting that out, and thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to this edition of Case Matters, and we'd love to hear from you regarding what you'll take away from this case. The cases discussed in Case Matters are presented as an educational aid to dental protection members and to act as a risk management tool. They're based on issues arising in dental protection cases in Australia, and some facts have been altered to preserve confidentiality. If you like dental protection podcasts and you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and leave a review.